0: The History Man with Terry Kringle. Hello. There are lots of old mine workings in the Isle of Man, relics of what used to be a prosperous industry employing hundreds of men. It's possible to see one lot from the tracks of the Snaefell Mountain Railway in the distance on the right on the approach to the bungalow. They're on the southeastern slopes below the mountain road. You can get to them if you walk down from the verandah. I'd say it's about half a mile all downhill and if you go to the so-called Snaefell mine you will be at the scene of the disaster which killed twenty men and injured four others on the morning of Monday, May tenth eighteen ninety seven when that day's shift of thirty-four men reported for work which was to take them hundreds of feet down into the earth by ladders linked to platforms. Only fourteen of them were to live to tell the tale of what happened down there which was death or injury by carbon monoxide poisoning, although no one knew the cause at first. Ten of the men managed to struggle back to the surface after encountering the fumes, and it was they who raised the alarm. A rescue operation was launched with remarkable speed by the mine manager, Captain John Kewley, mine managers being endowed with the honorary rank of captain, and he led the volunteers down the shaft. They showed remarkable courage, not knowing what dangers faced them down below. They managed to bring five survivors up in a state of collapse, although one of them died five days later. After this, it was a case of bringing up body after body for three days, with the precise nature of the fumes still not certain. The twentieth victim was eventually found at the 130 Fathom level a month later. The first victim had been found at Sixty Fathoms. There was also a significant other recruit to the rescue effort, a Mr. Williams, one of Her Majesty's assistant inspectors of mines, who just happened to be visiting the island. He and Captain Cooley worked together on the rescue effort, and spent long hours down the mine often being brought back to the surface semi conscious In time there was an official inquiry into the cause of the accident by Her Majesty's Chief Inspector of Mines, Mr. C. Leneve Foster, and this solved the mystery of what happened. The miners carried candles for illumination when they worked down below, and when these were nearly used up they might be left to burn themselves out. The final conclusion of the inquiry was that one candle had been left still lit against a timber support at the 130 fathom level, where timber was exceptionally dry. This started a fire which generated carbon monoxide fumes, and although the fire had gone out by the time the new shift went down, the fumes had still been there, unable to escape. The men would have suffered extreme palpitations, breathlessness and severe lassitude. When found, they seemed to be peacefully asleep. New regulations were eventually introduced in mines throughout Britain. Meanwhile, Captain Cooley's grandson grew up to be Superintendent Robert J. Kermeen, better known as Bob, Deputy Chief Constable of the Isle of Man. He wrote a book called The Snaefell Mine Disaster, which was published by Premier Print, price £5 in 1997, to mark the 100th anniversary. This tells a much fuller story than I've been able to, and it includes a photograph of all the rescuers in a group. In the middle is the formidable figure of Captain John Cooley, suited and booted, with watch and chain, and great white beard. Captain Cooley's health declined rapidly after the disaster, not surprisingly, and he died in 1902 at the age of 70 a remarkable representative of a remarkable breed of manxmen.